Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Joey Vitale views things a little differently. Just imagine how he looks at hockey. Whoa! This is The View from Vitale, brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite contractor. Time for our weekly visit with the great Joe Vitale, analyst for the Blues, here on 101 ESPN, and one of the most well-read and curious people that I've ever met in my life. I'm sure the trip to Dallas was fun. Joey V, good morning. How you doing? Hey, Randy and gang, D- doing great. Not a lot of sleep last night. We landed about 12:31, and my wife's out of town. She's a, she's a bona fide hockey mom, right? We got a lot of hockey players in this in this family. They're in Detroit. So I had I had mom duty waking up at five thirty. So uh, not not working on a ton of rest right now. I actually backed my car up, hit my garage door this morning. Oh, but not all, great. Not yeah, great. it's not too bad. I tell you what, if I hit the corner. I didn't hit the door itself. Looking at it right now, um, this is what, this is what happens when you're a little sleep deprived. But but anyway, no things are things are going great. Things are going great. How are you guys? Everything's good, Joey. There was a coach named Chip Kelly for the Philadelphia Eagles a few years ago. Now he's a sure. head football coach at UCLA, and he's all into the sleep science and says his athletes should get ten hours of sleep a night. I can't imagine in my entire life having nights where I got ten hours of sleep. What do you what, what have you read? What do you think the typical person should get in terms of sleep this is crazy right i mean first of all 10 hours how does anyone find time for 10 hours you have you have that side of the spectrum right you have people like chip kelly and i think chip kelly has done a great job i think he's a wonderful coach but 10 hours um hopefully he's talking about college athletes because they do say especially young adults uh you're not supposed to wake them uh especially like my daughter she's she's entering that pubescent age she's 12 years old one of our doctors told her whatever she wants to sleep on the weekends just let her sleep like kids especially when they're growing need a ton a ton of sleep so maybe he's referring more to the high school college uh kids and of course co- coaching all those college days that makes that makes a lot of sense and for a young kid they have nothing really to do all day so play video games play sports for an hour and then sleep so i guess that does make a lot of sense uh and then and then you have the flip side Right then you have uh, then you have people who who argue that how can you possibly be successful or how can you ever do anything accomplished that when you when you're sleeping a third of your life you know what I mean if that makes sense where if, if you carve out eight eight sixteen twenty four eight hours a night that's a third of the day that's a third of your life if you put that together um, so uh, you know that, that's the other side you know my dad personally he he would sleep you know between five and six hours and you know because he went to bed you know late around nine with, with the kids but. He'd be getting up at 3 o'clock. He'd always stop off at the chapel on the way into the office, and he ran a concrete business. So he put in 12, 13-hour days every day. I never threw a baseball with my dad. I never shot a hockey puck with my dad. He was just a workhorse. So he, he worked, and he slept, and he ate. And that's all he really did. So And then there's uh, there's definitely that side. So 
You know, I don't, I don't really know, Randy. I don't know where the um, where the line is. I know Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison was one of the famous adventurers of all time. I think he, uh, on record, slept about three to four hours. Uh, and when they asked him, they interviewed him about this once, said three to four hours. Uh, why, why, why do you sleep so little? And he said his his work uh, pushed him out of bed in the morning. You know, and I think we all we all could love to have some work or something we do in our life that we all we all have a hobby or something just like pulls you out of bed. Uh, certainly for Thomas Edison. Uh, creating, a, I don't think he created electricity. That was, I think it was Ben Franklin who invented electricity. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he, he figured out a light bulb, right? Yeah, But Ben Franklin's the, the one I think credited with inventing electricity. So uh, we'll, we'll leave that for him. Uh, but Thomas Edison, he was up three to four hours. So I don't know. I think he's somewhere in the middle. Hey, Joey, I, I'm a big fan of Billy Joel, and I heard him say one time that he dreams songs, and he keeps a, a pad of paper and a, and a pen next to his bed because he doesn't want to forget it. So when he wakes up and he's dreaming a song, he writes it down before he goes back to sleep. Isn't that wild? That is so great, and that is so good. And I'm going to tell you something else to add on to that. I used to play, I used to kind of fiddle with the guitar when I was in my playing days and I was looking for something to do. Uh, my guitar instructor, to your point, Randy, he told me to do the same thing. He said, really practice things at night when it's quiet. And then right before you go to bed, um, lay the guitar down, go to sleep. But then right when you wake up, this is where it gets even more trippy. Right when you wake up, try to play that same, uh, that same lick or that same rhythm and watch how it just comes together. And I would do that. And, and it's amazing. Like, I'd be frustrated with this, this, this chord uh, progression, and I couldn't get it, and it was just a little bit sloppy. But I'd say, you know, screw it. Heck with it. I'm going to lay my guitar down. I'm going to go to bed. And I'd wake up. I'd pick my guitar, and all of a sudden, it just came together. And, and the science behind that is when you sleep, your, your mind begins to rest, but it's still working. It's still, it's still working through the issues of, of, let's say, that chord progression. So uh, the whole idea of when you're fighting with your wife, you're fighting with your spouse, or you can't figure something out, Getting a good night's sleep is perfect for that because your, your mind is actually starting to continue to work through with the loopholes about how to figure this situation out. Uh, ultimately, you wake up and, and you can figure it out the next morning. You know, the one advice I got when I got married was never, ever go to bed uh, mad at your spouse. But that is the worst advice I have ever heard because this is the science that debunks it. If you actually get a good night's sleep, you and your spouse can wake up the next morning and you actually are a rested mind and your minds have already worked through maybe some of the issues of last night. And then you can, you can, you can approach whatever argument it was, maybe with a fresher state of mind. So anyone who's ever said, don't go to bed, mad at your spouse, I think it's complete lucrative and uh, stay away from that. Agreed 100%. Joey, you seem, I, I want to talk hockey, but I, I'm, I'm intrigued to know this now. You, you seem so well-read and know so many things. So what is the most interesting fact that Joey Vitale knows? Oh, boy. Wow. See, I mean, I <laughs> Where to begin, CD? <laughs> I can go in a million different directions here. You know, I just finished this, I just finished this awesome book about Leonardo da Vinci. Um, and one of the most fascinating things that I, I look at the Mona Lisa, I've never seen it in person. I've never been to the Louvre in Paris, but, but they say the Mona Lisa, um, her, her, when you look in her eyes, uh, it looks as if she's smiling, but then if you look at her lips, it looks as if she's just like a uh, blank face, not, not quite frowning, but just not smiling. And it's one of those really, really crazy optical illusions that, that really has puzzled painters for so long so you know people think it's the Mona Lisa it's just a portrait of this lady I mean yes there's a lot of mystery behind it but what is so special about this and this is one of the interesting things about Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa which I just learned so Leonardo da Vinci 
he was also uh, he was kind of a freak. Like he was really weird. When people died, he like cut them open. Like he wanted to see what what was going on in their bodies. Like and at the time, like nowadays, people do that. And you're like, wow, this is pretty interesting. We're looking at like a human heart. This is how it works. These are the ventricles and all that kind of you know, kind of jazz. But back back in the Renaissance days, like when people died, then he had this weirdo next door who's cutting humans open. People thought he was really really weird. But he he essentially went through the brain. And he found how the brain was kind of wired, and he, he saw how the, the optics were connected to eyesight, and, and what he did was he actually played a trick on, on the people viewing the Mona Lisa where he got to know the optical illusion of, um, of when you look at a certain uh, object, thing, things can bend a certain way, and then when you look directly at the object, they stop the bend. So it was, it was amazing to learn that it wasn't just a painting. It was almost in his own way, kind of an optical illusion uh, because he knew how the brain was wired and he knew how the optics could kind of play tricks uh, on the human mind. So next time you look at the Mona Lisa, try it, look at her eyes and it looks as if she's smiling and then, then look right at her lips. And then it looks like the opposite. It almost looks like she's frowning a little bit. So uh, to me, Carrie, that's the first thing that came to my mind. I mean, I could go on for hours and hours about the different other things, but uh, but we probably should hit on the blue okay. side. No, no, first, two things. Number one, very compelling because if you look at the Mona Lisa, uh, it, it is amazing. My favorite, and we'll wait until we'll. My favorite Joey Vitale fact that you have is the coyote one. But to, we'll do that some other time. Oh, that's such a good one, though. Too. I mean, that is such a, a powerful one. And uh, for for yeah, we don't have a ton of time on it. But people look up why why can't the coyotes go extinct? Uh, they tried it. They tried it, and I believe the late '60s. They had a huge coyote problem, and they basically had all these hunters go out and just poach on coyotes. Uh, and it's something to do with the howl, and it's something to do with the next litter based off of the howl. But I tell you one thing: you cannot get rid of those coyotes. I don't think you ever can get rid of a coyote because of of the natural innate system that is built within them as far as their reproduction. Maybe that's why the Arizona coyotes just can't be killed. I don't Oh, oh, man, my mind was just blown. Hey, you're absolutely right. What organization has gone through more blunders uh, than the the Arizona coyotes with ownership and rings? I mean, they're playing in a college arena for gosh sakes, Randy. It's so bad. Well, Joey, I guess I'll ask you the boring question. Or not so boring, I guess, but maybe just a little bit after those incredible stories. But what was your first impressions or just impressions overall about the Blues game last night? Yeah, I tell you what, Brooke, I, I talked to Steve Ott about it. Uh, he confirmed what, what we wrapped up on the post game about. And, you know, what that was, was that was a solid game. That was a great performance. A lot of pride in that locker room. I know you lose in a shootout. But that was a great Dallas team. They're going to be a great Dallas team. The Blues knew they, they were going up against one of the juggernauts, one of the top ten teams. This league projected possibly even to go off into the Western Conference Championship again. So it was, it was a big test. I thought defensively it was sound. Yes, Bennington had to make 34 saves. But watching from up top with Chris Kerber, these saves were for the most part from the outside. They're from the side. They're from the point. Uh, again, not easy saves, not taking anything away from Bennington, but they weren't a lot of these point-blank, uh, grade-A chances like we saw last year. I mean, he faced seven, eight, nine, ten a game. Last night, I would say maybe two to three. I think the Blues had more quality chances in the game, believe it or not, even though they were outshot. Uh, so there was plenty of opportunities for them to win that game. Robert Thomas missed an empty net late in the game. That would have sent the, the Blues home with two points and the Dallas Stars with zero. That was under five seconds to go. I think they could have gone up three or four nothing in the first seven minutes. I mean, they had that, those quality chances. Brandon Saad hits the post. Uh, Oscar Sundquist net from presence. He missed one uh, barely. So, uh, to me, the takeaway is that defensively, they've made it a focus. 
Uh, it was great. It was a great focus in preseason. How would it translate to the regular season? It's right there. And there is a belief in this team now when you play a team as good as the Dallas Stars and you go the distance with them and you are that close to beating them, there is a belief system in this group right now that they can beat anyone and they're they're ready to prove a lot of people wrong. Joey V, tomorrow night, the opener. How excited do you get about the home opener? Uh, Not really excited at all, I'll be honest with you. I mean, it's a great game. looking forward to it. But it's just like any other game to me. I think in some ways for players it's a little overhyped. And sometimes they, they can get a little bit distracted. But I'm, I'm more excited about the early festivities. For all the fans out there, I'm going to be at Union Station with Chris Kerber. We're going to talk to Braden Shen around 4 o'clock. So please bring the kids. It should be great weather tomorrow. Bring the kids. Talking to Braden Shen. Tom Stillman's coming on stage. Uh, a couple other special guests, Bernie Federko. So we're going to be kind of hamming it up on stage at Union Station starting at 4. So get down there early. Uh, but the Seattle Kraken in town, I tell you what, it's going to be uh, another wonderful game. And it's going to be the first taste and the first look for these Blues fans. To see how good this Blues team can play this year, and I think if they can play as uh, defensively savvy as we saw last night and have a full buy-in from this group, which I think they will, this 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 season is going to turn a lot of people on their head. There's going to be a lot of surprise uh, experts, quote-unquote, out there that are going to be shocked what the St. Louis Blues can bring this year. You're the best, Joey V. See you tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You guys have a great weekend. You too. Take care. That is Joe Vitale, Blues analyst for the Blues on 101 ESPN with Chris Kerber. And now... Just, you can just spend the weekend being freaked out by staring at the Mona Lisa.